Welcome to another episode of Mad Girls in Marketing. This is your unscripted, unedited podcast about working in the marketing and advertising world. Your hosts and marketing professionals, Victoria Yassam and Nicole Hearn, give you the good, the bad, and the ugly truth about what they deal with on a daily basis. Every time your electrician visits from Clinton Electric, he arrives on time in a warehouse on wheels ready to get to work. Each visit includes a 10-point electrical safety evaluation. We get to know your home and identify age, wear, or out-of-date components and clearly explain your options. Family-owned, customer-focused since 1969. Give us a call at 410-453-9800. Welcome to another episode of Mad Girls in Marketing. I'm Victoria. And I'm Nicole. And Nicole, today we have a special guest in studio with us. So Kelly, I'm going to go ahead and turn it to you and let you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi guys, thanks for having me. Um, I'm Kelly Schuett, so I'm associate broker and one of the owners of Next Step Realty. We are Maryland's local brokerage. I also run the W Home Group, which is a team at the brokerage. Um, We're the number one team for volume in Maryland for the second year in a row, which has been awesome. Um, I also sell a lot of real estate myself. I still love, that's my favorite part of my job, honestly, is uh, helping people get in and out of their homes. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I love it. But you weren't always a real estate agent, right? No, I actually met Nicole. um, I was in advertising sales for 12 years. So fun. So fun. (laughs) If you want to talk about that, we can just ditch this whole podcast and just talk about that experience. So I walked in the first day and I knew who Nicole was because we would go up against each other on this one account that we both had at my prior job. And I walk in the first day and Nicole's intimidating, right? And um, if you guys haven't met Nicole in real life, she's just beautiful, has a presence, like everybody kind of, you know, she's intimidating. Oh, she's so sweet. I walk in the first day. (laughs) You're so intimidating. That's so sweet. (laughs) And she goes, oh, I know who you are. She proceeds to sit down at the desk across from me, and then like we sit like literally across from each other. And I'm like, "Okay, day one, coming in hot." (laughs) And fast forward two years later, we became really good friends throughout the whole thing, and it was really fun working together. But that was my first impression of our of our job together. Yes, it it was fun, and I, you know, I thought Kelly would be a perfect fit for this podcast because while she has like, she's like. Maryland on fire realtor of the year, like craziness, not surprised at all because Thank she's you. such a badass. Like literally she is. I love her. Um, but I know she has such strength and wisdom about like the marketing and advertising world, which I really feel like has completely set the tone for the W home. Oh, group. absolutely. Like she went in there and like completely like was like, James, step aside. No offense, James. <laughs> step aside. But I'm gonna like completely brand this shit and like just run its let it run its course and like make us a ton of money. Yeah. I mean, I <clears throat> I originally met my now business partner James um while I was still in advertising sales and people had talked to us a while about, hey, you guys should meet each other. He's kind of the you of real estate or she's kind of the you of advertising. So I went to this coffee, lunch, whatever, meeting with him thinking, I'm going to sell him some advertising. If this guy sells as much real estate as everybody says he does, he should be advertising and he's not. Well, 
he's clearly a better salesperson than me because I left that meeting um, with a promise to get my real estate license and ditch my day job and sell real estate full time. And he did not buy any advertising then. Um, But since then, we've actually bought a lot of advertising together. He brought me in originally to help him do his social media. And what that turned into was he needed – he didn't have a brand. You know, he had like a Vistaprint business card basically. And we turned that, um, you know, to somebody who was quietly selling – 40, 45 million a year himself to the W Home Group we built first. And, um, you know, this year we'll probably sell 250 million on on that team. And our brokerage sells between 500, 700 million a year. So that was just, you know, four years ago we started working together. And Nicole's right. Like I had a background of just helping local businesses grow and build. And that was my favorite part of my job for 10 years. And by the time I left and Nicole and I were done working together, I kind of transitioned into more of a position where I was helping huge brands like Toyota, Chevy, working with buyers in New York and LA, like kind of lost that like local touch. And that's what I really loved doing. So being able to do that for our brand and our company, and I mean, there's nothing like that. It's, It's so fun. And that's been like my favorite part of this job, honestly, coming into it. I want to hear more about like when you, um, because I find it so fascinating when people, especially people like us in our industries, respective industries, they can go into a business where like they haven't had experience before and just be like, nope, we're going to fucking do it this way. This is how we're going to do it. And then to be so successful, like I'm actually very familiar with your brand and I don't even live down there because a friend of mine is a realtor for you. Um, and so I know that brand like really well because I get invited to all the stuff and it's, you know, all the events and I see the stuff she puts on social, but like, I just, I think it's really cool. Like, how did you do that? Like, how did you go in from ground and be like, "Mm, I'm sorry, we're going to do it this way. We're going to do it different. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everything is blue and I love it. Everything's blue. I mean, like, I think that's an important piece that it's these little things that people don't realize, like keeping things uniform, keeping everything aligned, like owning your brand and running with it no matter what you do, yes. whether it's print, whether it's video, like keeping even what you wear. Everything's yes. blue. Love it. Everything. Well, it's funny because my aesthetic in real life is just I really like, like black and white, really mm-hmm. clean lines, a little bit of gold, maybe a pop of some some rose gold in there. We're literally the same person. Right. For our taste. <laughs> right. As you, I mean, it's only yeah, red in here right. because it's red ball. But yes. other than that. Probably about gold shit everywhere. Like, I love gold accents. Anyhow. Anyhow, my business partner's a man, so I had to be uh, <laughs> I had to be okay with that. And on it, when we first started working together, I was creating his brand. Um, it wasn't the W Home Group. It was the Wisegurker Group, and it was his company, and I was not one of the owners back then. So I was really building a brand around him and what he liked and his aesthetic. So some of it um, I probably would have done differently if I had owned it back then. But navy blue is a really good color for us to choose. It's really – it's unoffensive. It kind of has this, like – luxury feel to it without being um like inaccessible we did a lot of research and like I knew a lot of the background of like how colors and text and font and you know messaging all matters and in real estate you're selling somebody's they're gonna wake up there every day and live their life from this house it's hopes it's dreams it's exciting um so it has to be professional it has to be fun it has to have an element of like creativity and style to it because somebody's house is going to be styled the way that they like. So our whole brand is really a lifestyle brand and we're really cognizant of that and what we're putting out in the world. Um, And I want to say before us, Maryland didn't really have a brand like that. There's other cities that do. Um, So we borrowed things that we were seeing on the West Coast and in Vancouver and up in New York and Miami. Baltimore did not have anything like that. So it was like really fun to play off of what we were seeing work in other areas really well. Like we loved that. 
I'm also curious too, because this was one of mine and Nicole's like first episodes. <coughs> Do you have a degree in advertising and marketing? So I went to school for mass communications. So kind of, I thought I was going to be a broadcast journalist. And I could see that though. I could see that. Yeah. You guys, my demo reel was like the most ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> like nobody was hiring me. And then I found out how much broadcast journalists made when they're like 21 and right out of college. And I decided to switch into selling television. So I really used my degree right out of school. Um, and my minors were in photography and marketing. So I think I still use all of them randomly. Most people don't. No, it's so true. It's I feel so like we've weird. all like, like we said, one of our podcasts is like, you know, talk. Yeah, actually, it was one of our first one where it's like, you know, do you need a degree? Don't you need a degree? So right. it's like you would have never thought you would have been ended up in this industry, it, let alone coming from like an advertising marketing world. Right. Like, yeah, I'm going to go be a realtor. But she's like totally killing it. Um, but you don't need a degree for it. No, you and, need. And, and we talk about this a lot and we educate people. You need a 60-hour online class with a test. The barrier of entry for real estate agents is just way too low in most professional agents' opinions in Maryland. Um, there's other states that require you to be a full-blown broker. I went through the broker class. The broker class is hard. It's it's no joke. I think everybody should have to have a much higher level of expertise because this is somebody's largest investment and you can literally take an online class and represent somebody in that, which is terrifying. Yeah, so true. But I think the the online classes, like they do so much of that now. You can get an, um, a boating license online. You can get right. a concealed a carry license online, I think. Somebody told me you can become a nurse practitioner online now. Like that used oh to be the God. highest level of nursing. You can just go online now. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. And it's funny because I, I got my degree in communications. There were zero online classes. Right. <laughs> like zero. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I was just curious because I think, you know, as we have guests on this podcast, we really want to know like – do you really need to have a degree for what you do? And like, I don't think you necessarily do. I think it was helpful for sure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, real estate's interesting because you can start right. You can start at any age. I mean, really, like once you're out of high school, you can become a realtor, which is I mean, it's a really cool opportunity, but it's also something that people take a little too lately. Yeah. I mean, there's a hustle and bustle, right? I Which I think would obviously shows that you guys have done. I mean, you, you came in, you completely recreated the brand like off and running but like you don't sleep <laughs> like true. when I talk to you you're That's like true. um yeah I, I really don't sleep and all I think about are numbers and I'm like selling houses and That's you're true. running a team and you're and you're growing so I think just beyond being a realtor like you are the business owner side too right yeah. like which we always talk about like the responsibilities and the good and the bad and the ugly of that so with that like what is a common myth about like your industry like I know that we I have like my own thoughts about probably a couple of those but like what do you what are the common myths that you hear about like what you do and you can tell us from like a business side yeah. and from a realtor side I think from a real estate agent side people think you're just opening the door for them and showing them a house they already found themselves on Zillow right they mm -hmm. think like I'm literally a professional door opener <laughs> But the truth of it is our our job has changed a lot, right? Like you can find a house online. Most of the houses are online, but there's still that 5% that I'm working with my network to sell off market that never even hit the market. Like being strategic, mailing letters to a neighborhood to find houses for people who can't find what they're looking for. There's a whole side on the buy side that I think really true professional agents do a great job of doing. And then our job has changed. Our job is to negotiate and get them a really good deal and go through inspections. And the process has become a lot more complicated with the with the amount of information that's available. Um, I remember when I bought my first house, which was probably, I don't know, maybe like 15 years ago, 
you didn't really negotiate a lot of the same stuff. You kind of like saw the price. You might negotiate a little bit or get some seller help. You didn't really ask for a bunch of things on a home inspection report. You just kind of bought it. There's so much more information available just in that short period of time where people are very educated and your agent can negotiate a lot of different terms for you during that process. And that's kind of how our job has evolved. Um, But people literally to this day think like, oh, I did my agent's job for them. I found the house online. My job isn't necessarily to find you the house. It's to make sure that you get that house for the right price at the right terms on your timeline. This is just a curious question too. Is there a lot more people involved in the purchasing of a home now? I feel like, you know, parents are a lot more oh. involved like oh. like everybody comes to look at the house now yes. right I think because you're right like when I bought my first home it was like I really didn't even like think about it. I was like all right I'm gonna buy a home and this is it makes sense the numbers work my uncle was selling it he was like this is a great first home for you like I'm like okay I like literally I don't even think I asked like questions I, I probably got so screwed over I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know I don't even know what happened but you're right though like there's a plethora of information mm-hmm. like there, and like with social now, like everything that we there do are now. so many opinions in a mm-hmm. home purchase mm-hmm. to a point where I've gotten to a point with my buyers, especially if they're first-time home buyers, and I love first-time home buyers. I really do. It's so fun educating them and they're so excited about the process. But I loop in those decision makers from day one. Hey, if your parents are going to be involved, mm-hmm. let's bring them on these showings. I want them to see the market. I want them to know what your options are. I want them to see, you know, why you end up falling in love with the one you fall in love with. Because mm-hmm. the worst thing that could happen, they love this house. Their parents come to see it, hate this house, mm-hmm. don't realize that everything else they saw was way worse than this house. It's really discouraging for everyone. So do you know how many episodes early. of Say Yes to the Dress that reminds me of? Uh, like yes, literally. Yes. It's literally. so similar. Yes. <laughs> I, and so I just like I bring them in earlier now and then everybody's a lot happier like the parents are bought in and they should be like if you want your parents opinion or your friend or your a lot of times it's somebody buying it with with or for their boyfriend girlfriend like I've had so many where girlfriend's buying the house it's her money it's her credit and mm-hmm. everything and at the last minute boyfriend doesn't like it well what do uh, you what do you do yeah. there you know uh, sorry <laughs> right that like, probably won't last right <laughs> you can't say that <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So, all right. Yeah. I just had to ask that because it's like, I, it's a good question. I, especially because, you know, my husband's a little younger than me. And like, I've saw all his friends like buy homes and like all the parents were involved. And I was like, wait, why, why is Miss Judy going? Like, what, what? And the sisters? Oh, and the brothers are going. Oh, okay. There's like a posse that rolls up exact home showing. Yeah, it's just such a different experience. Yeah. And I guess, and too, like, I've just always kind of been so independent. And like, I, I don't know, maybe I didn't want people's opinions at the time. I don't even know. I'm just like, I can figure this out. I'm interest rate 25. It's fine. I got it. Thank you. <laughs> you know, like, I'm I'll go. take it. Thank you. Um, but, wait, okay, so let's go back to like the you marketing the business and the advertising. Like, what platform, I can take a guess what you're going to say, but I just want to hear from you. Like, what platform or platforms are you utilizing to grow the W Home Group? Yeah. So or that originally, you find the most impactful? I mean, our budget was zero starting out, right? Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have a budget. I had to fight to get any money because we didn't have any. So we really took to social because it was basically free and I knew how to work it. And honestly, that's been such a driver for us. That's where people are. Mm-hmm. Um, I My background is in mass media. So I had to really shift my you know, thoughts on how that works and how it all works together. But honestly, I will post an Instagram story and it gets more views than when I run a commercial in certain morning news programs in the area. Like there's more eyeballs on some of these Instagram stories than there are in the local news. And that's just how our viewing habits have changed. Um, So social media has been huge. 
But before social media, and this is the part that nobody wants to talk about because it's not sexy and it's not cool and it's not fun. It's like the boring brand kit. Like we we picked a brand kit when we started with our colors, with our text, with what emojis we, we use, what phrases we say, how mm-hmm. we how we do, th- what filters we use. It's that granular and that boring, but we apply it to everything. And when you see a post of ours or you see a commercial, they all look the same. There's a reason for that. That repetitiveness makes us look like we're a lot more places than we are for a lot less <laughs> money. And so we've been really consistent with that brand and we were really careful with that from the beginning and that honestly saved us a lot of money and a lot of guesswork like I think it's so what funny. it is not like funny haha just funny like because we I feel like we preach this on so many episodes and I still deal with so many clients who don't have an avatar don't have a brand kit right like I like this color and like we'll use like five fonts so when we do social media postings for people we literally have like two three fonts max that we use yeah the same exact colors the same hex codes like because realistically like it's the psychology behind it yes. right like people like consistency. They like they like to know what they're getting. And you can't just like show up like one day and be like, what's up? We're like red and normally we're blue. Like it's just like it's so it it's like brand. It's brand confusion. It and is. with with something like real estate where it is such a high level investment and you are a professional, I think the same thing would be in a couple of different categories. Like I could see like accounting, I could see attorneys, I could see different categories where somebody's trusting you with a large investment or like a large financial piece. They need to trust you, and I think consistency builds trust. Oh, if, for sure. If you're all over the place with your messaging or your colors or whatever, somewhere subliminally they're thinking like, these people are all over the place. How are they going to be with my transaction? Like, oh, absolutely. I want them to know what to expect. Absolutely. And when people are posting like non-professional stuff on their social pages, it's literally just like, I'm sorry, I'm about to give you how much money? Like, right. I don't understand. So I actually used to have a client who like, and I think we talked about on this podcast before too. Like all they wanted to do was like post memes for their business mm-hmm. account or like they put way too much personal stuff on their business mm-hmm. account. It's like nobody cares. Like people just think that if you get engagement, that means that you're going to get sales and that's not the way it is. No. Like, not the way it is at all. So tell us a little bit more about like – like I'm actually interviewing you. So tell me more. But I would love to hear some of the stuff that you just like genuinely fucked up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, that's good. Um I think we've had – so the cool thing about our business and any business being an entrepreneur is, like, you're allowed to try anything, right? Like – and that's been cool. We've tried a lot of things. And I think overall what I've learned – and it took us a little while to figure this out, especially me because I think being in advertising as my background, you see so many different things work that you're like, oh, this could work. Mm-hmm. Oh, this works. Oh, I saw this case study. This works. And I think – it was really fun to chase down these different ideas that you know work. But what I learned the hard way, and now it's it's a good lesson, is just because it works for somebody else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Right. And I learned that like trying on things that work really well for another company that aren't authentic to my company is never going to work. Um, or if it is, it's with a lot of effort and a lot of like force that we don't really need. So for example – there's this team that we really respect. They're in Alabama. We've had a chance to study them. We met them in person. They take all of these – they basically know how to generate leads at a high level, like call-to-action type advertising, billboards, like DR TV. They, they run all these ads, and they get a ton of leads coming in for their real estate company. And they have this team that's like phenomenal on the phones, just working these leads, nurturing them, whatever. When they buy a house, they buy a house. They're number one in their area. They're really good. We're number one here. So it was like a really interesting 
Yeah. We thought, yeah. And we thought, okay, well, if we're already number one, if we add this, we called it an E-team that can answer all these calls and take all this stuff in, they'll be able to convert these leads. Then we'll like really be number one. (laughs) This is what we thought. (laughs) Really number one. Yeah. We'll be like super number one. Um, So we took the whole game plan. I mean, it works. Like they literally, it works. Mm -hmm. And we applied it here and it did not work because that's not how we build our business. We build it through relationships, through referrals, through knowing people, through throwing awesome events, through like our reputation, through our brand. It's much more like authentic and and kind of organic and it takes longer, but it is more like deep rooted for us. They are just like churning out calls and that also works really, really well, but it did not work for us. We invested a lot of money in this whole program and had nothing to show for it. And I think it took us a long time to shut it down because we knew it worked. So that was our problem. Like for so long, we'd be like, we know this works. So if we just keep, if we just, if we this. And finally, we've learned like sometimes you just have to cut your losses. And sometimes you have to know that like just because it works for somebody else doesn't mean it works for you. So at what point did you decide it didn't work for you? I mean, we were almost two years into that project. Oh I mean, God. just dumping more and more yeah. money and resources. We had hired people for it. We had a whole team. Like, we had a whole thing going for it. But it wasn't us, and it never was going to be. I can't train somebody how to make a bunch of cold calls. I don't make cold calls. That's not how I sell. That's not what I do. That's Even when I was in advertising, that's not how I sold. Um, so we had it, and we had everything we needed, but we didn't have – like the talent or the know-how to actually like support the people that we hired to do it. So that's an example. There's been others, but I think every time all of the failures I look back on, I'm like, yeah, we were trying to make something work for us. That was just not us. Like, it's like, you know, like, I don't know. I go into like free people and I'm like, look at all these like cute <laughs> bohemian outfits. Like they're so cute. Like I'm going to dress like hippie this summer and wear like a maxi dress, like a flower crown. It's going to be so hot. And I get at home and I'm like, no, Kelly, you're 5'1". Like you look ridiculous. You look like a homeless person. Like just because it works on them does not mean it works on you. Like, <laughs> oh my God. So no, I, can, right? I think we can all relate to that. No, you're right. Like you have to know, right? You have to know your brand, who you yeah. are. Now, do you have, do you think that has anything to do with living here in Maryland or no? And and I ask that because I feel like that's how I, like me personally, like I feel like that's how I am. Like I'm a face-to-face handshake. Like it has to be personal. Like I have to be able to connect with you because I've looked at what other agencies have done. And even, even though I'm not as large as they are, I'm like, oh, well maybe I should do that. Maybe I should be them. But then I realized that's not what's That's working. Not what got you That's not what got are. me where I am. So yeah. it's like I you don't always want to follow these like these habits or these patterns or what is socially acceptable or what the you know it's the industry's telling you to do. That's kind of yeah, <clears throat> and I think it has something to do with Maryland, and I think it has something to do with people understand what's authentic or what's not. And mm-hmm. some people care about that and some people don't. So if you're building a brand that's very transactional, that's based on numbers and volume and just putting it all out there, you can build that brand in Maryland or anywhere else, but that's not what we had built. So when we were trying to overlay that and also be like, but we're your agent next door and we're your agent for life and we're your friend. And those things are all true. They're Mm -hmm. like, okay, well then why are you trying to like make all these cold calls over here and be everywhere? That's, that didn't feel authentic to our current client base. And they're like, what's going on? That's not you. Um, no, I, th- I think that's completely relatable. And I, I feel the same way. I think Victoria could probably say the same thing. I think, you know, in a business setting, taking the real estate part out of it, but just being a business owner, 
that having those touch points and that personal touch and putting like your actual like emotions and caring about what you do because I think there's a misconception about your business too that it's not necessarily it's not just churn and burn like you are going through this huge process with people to buy their first home or maybe their last home or um you know grow be along the process of them growing their family the reason they're getting their second home is because they're about to have more kids I mean it's really personal and super intimate and emotional and like not somebody you're going to forget. Right. It's so personal. And I think that's something I tell people when they interview me, you know, if they're interviewing a couple agents, I say like, make sure you like me. We're going to talk a lot. We're going to talk at 11 o'clock at night. We're going to talk first thing in the morning. You're going to be thinking about me in the middle Mm -hmm. of the night. So make sure you like me. And I'm half joking, but it's true. And like, I can't tell you how many times I'm the first person that finds out somebody's getting engaged or somebody's getting divorced or mm-hmm. somebody's pregnant and we don't need to look for a two bedroom. We need to look for a three bedroom. You know, I'm I'm the first, I'm a safe person to tell these things too, but also I need to know because we're making big life decisions about what home is going to accommodate what their family looks like or what their situation looks like. And so it is really intimate and it's really personal. And you go through this journey with people for you know, three months, sometimes a year, sometimes longer, you pass them the keys. And that's, to me, that's not where it ends. You know, people still Mm -hmm. call me, hey, do you have a plumber? Hey, what paint color is trending? Hey, you know, do you like this couch? Should I add an addition? Will my house be Mm -hmm. worth it if I do that? So you're kind of along for the ride if it goes well for the long haul. And that's what I love about it because it isn't just, hey, let's see how many houses I can sell this month. It's all, it's a really, really relational business. And that's, really what I love about it, but it's also what makes it challenging. We literally created a commercial. I mean, really though, it's like you don't hear real estate companies talk about that, like this personal connection with it, right? It's like, oh, call me because I'm your realtor and like this is what we need to do and we're going to get you a house and it's a big deal and I'm going to make a commission and you're going to be happy yeah. and everything's great. You got your hot tub and you're built in pool and <laughs> la 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 la. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, I, I feel like that's such a good selling point for you guys because you don't hear people say that. And I do have another question before I pass it on to Victoria after I call. <laughs> <laughs> are you still you you <coughs> not yet guys i'm leaving Jeez, this podcast we're, very con- black we're very confined <laughs> space right now um we're really sorry kelly will definitely have a call um, <laughs> um do you still do the bachelorette like do yes. you still buy that so tell victoria like and how does that work for you so I, my, obviously the television background, TV still such a place where you can reach so many people. And we were kind of this no name, you know, nobody, we're an independent brokerage, we're a brand new team when we were starting out and we were looking for who is our ideal client. And we kind of figured out who that is. It's like a soccer mom who, you know, she shops at Target, but she also sh- shops at Nordstrom. She has a lot of friends. She dines out at nice places, goes on vacation, has some kids. This is like who our ideal client is. And I'm like, what does she do for like, what does she watch? And we realize like the only thing that these women watch live anymore is The Bachelorette or The oh Bachelor. Oh, my God. And it, it's amazing. true. And it's funny. And so we started buying commercials in The Bachelor and, and all of The Bachelor franchises. And women watch it live because they don't want to, you know, miss out on who's getting the rose or whatnot. And it's such a cheesy show. And it's so fun. And it's so stupid. So we kind of decided we would just align ourselves with advertising in that. And we make really cheesy commercials that go along with it. It's like, hey, if you're going to sell your bachelor pad, call us. We'll sell it without all the drama. You know, we kind of play it up. And it's fun. And it's stupid. But it's memorable. People watch it. They're like, 
your commercials are like getting worse. Like they're so <laughs> bad that they're funny. And that's the point, you know, like you said, say yes to the dress. Like yeah. the last one we're like, everyone would be lining up to say yes to your address. Like it's just stupid. We, yeah. we play off of all of those cheesy shows. Um, but it's always about finding the eyeballs and finding the audience. And that's definitely our audience. No, I love that. And I'm so glad that you said that though, because we literally preach avatar, 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 like finding your ideal client, finding your like, I've taught classes on it and everything yep. like that. And the funny thing is, is I actually had um, have a real estate client who fought me so hard on coming up with his avatar, like literally fought me tooth and nail. Well, and agents want to say like, I can sell all over Maryland. I can sell to everybody. I can yeah. sell. I don't want to like alienate the person that has, you know, the house that's not in my ideal area. Like I can sell that. Like, yes, technically I can sell in Deep Creek, Maryland. Am I going to drive three hours to sell right. there? Maybe. But why? <laughs> right. And so one of the things that I wanted to um, ask, which you've, you've already given like most of the answer to, I think, but in a market that's so saturated, how do you differentiate yourself from other realtors? And don't don't tell me like, I have just a great personality. Like, no, obviously we can see that. <laughs> but like, what are things you're doing in like your marketing efforts? I really am all about educating the client in the first, like I first want to separate myself from everybody who's not a full-time serious agent. So that's the first thing I do. Because if you're not going to hire me, that's fine. I'm not for everybody. But hire one of the other top 400 agents in Maryland. There's only four or 500 agents that are doing 97% of the selling. So if it's not me, pick one of the other 500, not one of the 42,000 other agents in Maryland. So that's the first thing. It's educating people on there's really 500 options. There's not 40,000 options. Um, the second one is... If you have a cousin's best friend's, you know, brother who you feel obligated to work with, don't. This is your biggest investment. You wouldn't feel obligated to work with a surgeon because it's a friend of a friend to do, you know, an important surgery on your life. You 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 wouldn't you don't need to do that here either. But I think people get that so tossed up because the market is so saturated. Yeah. Like when we uh, I've bought one house. My husband's old, so he's bought a couple more than me. <laughs> Amazing. He's old. But so when we bought our house, he at least knew enough. Like I was a first time home buyer, mm -hmm. but like he wasn't, right? And yeah. so we were married and he had gone through this process a couple of <laughs> times. So he was able to navigate me essentially. And what we did, I mean, don't get me wrong, our realtor was a doll baby. I don't think she even practices. Is that the right word? Practices? Yeah, you could say practices. practices. We're having a really hard time with our um, speech. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you, you could say practices. Fucking Friday, man. Um, it, it, with like the business, right? So she like, I don't even think she even does real estate anymore. Um, and we decided that we were going to use her because she was a wife of a friend and we were like the third house she was selling. And my thought was kind of like, okay, well you have to start everywhere. Yeah. So like, let's somebody, give her a chance. Like, yeah. yeah. And I am so glad that I had my husband because I was so confused, Kelly, throughout the entire process. Like she was also a little confused too, I think. And I told Eric like, well, at least it was with us and not like an actual client. But like we got a notification one time from her that, um, I think she said like they accepted our offer, but then like they didn't. It, oh, like, it was. Yeah. We were like, oh, my God, really? And then five minutes later, I was like, what? Like, I'm so confused. Like, what a roller coaster. It, uh, I mean, and don't, like I said, there's nothing against her. You have to start somewhere. Yeah. Like, I get that. Um, so for like, cause we literally, the episode that's probably going to release before this, we were literally just talking about training people. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, how do you, how do you find the right people for what you do and how do you train them? So I came from a different industry 
at a really high level. We were selling at a really competitive high level um, when I was working with Nicole. So we will still hire people like that who are kind of like rock stars in their industry, especially if they're in a sales industry. Because real estate is not that challenging to train on. To get really good at it, it's hard. But you you can really learn real estate. I can't necessarily teach somebody how to hustle or how to grind or how to work nowadays or how to Literally just talked about this right before you got here. I I can't teach them that. So if they have a proven track record in another industry all day long, I'm going to bring them over here. Um, And we have a a very specific mentorship program. Like (laughs) – Stop at mentorship. Stop at that. Yeah. Stop there. <laughs> Kelly's like I'm. I love Kelly's it. like I'm never coming. No, back this is to the this best. Again. This is good. Okay, talk about your start off with your program. Your um, yeah. So, so we have a mentorship program for new agents and for new to real estate, you know, professionals, and they don't touch a transaction on their own until they get through a certain amount of transactions. We have tons of training. We have we just have a lot in place so that they're not out in the world being a liability to themselves or to the brokerage. And the cool thing is as an owner, myself, my the broker that we pay, my business partner, we'll get calls from other agents or other vendors that are in our industry like title or a lender. And they say, I saw a contract come over from Next Step Realty or for the W Home Group. That's why you got the deal. You guys always get it done. You always get it to closing table. There were seven other offers, but we chose yours. So we're known for having our agents be really, really top tier. And people know that when they're working with one of our agents, we're going to be professionals and we're going to get it done. And that's all we really care about. That reputation is everything to us in the industry. Yeah, I love that. I know I know that that's something that's super important to you. Yeah. Um, and that's why you have good agents. Right. I mean, I, when we and, meet, I'm always like, so how's the team? Like, who's <laughs> who's, who's about to get fucking kicked off? She's yeah. like, no. She's like, everybody's so good. Like, everybody wants so to be there. Everybody, yeah. success breeds success. Like, we all know that. So the, you're looking next to you and you see somebody, like, crushing it. You're going to want to, too. We have minimums in place. Like, not everybody can work with us. We probably interview – I don't know, around 10 agents a month that want to come work there. We we brought on two all of last year. Oh, wow. So yeah. we probably interview like 50 to 100 agents every year, and we, we brought on two last year. But what a great position to be in that you can do that, right? right. Because you're not you're not in the situation where like we just need people, we need people, we need people. Like you get to pick and choose people to be a part of your brand, your growth, yeah. and where you're heading, right? Because you don't stop here. You keep going. Right. Um. So I, I do have a question what is like one of your biggest, like, or I should say what, when you're, when you're in your, being in your industry, right. And, and being on social media and seeing what everybody's doing in your industry, like what is one of your, like the pain points that you're just like, why are they doing that? Like, that is so stupid. Like why, you know what I mean? Like there's the, the thing <laughs> like that the they're, cringe. yeah, the cringe of like, that is the dumbest idea I've ever seen another company do that's in my industry. I know you can't say names, so obviously we're not going to say names. But if you can elaborate on like, you know, ugh, yeah. the cringing. I think like. Or I that think, you see consistently in your industry of for advertising and marketing. I think there's a couple of things. I think you you have the new agent or sometimes it's somebody who's been in the industry, but they're new to maybe social media. And all they're posting is like, just sold, just sold, just sold, just sold. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think that actually helps you sell more houses. People have to know that you sell a lot, mm-hmm. um, but they want to know you. This is like we said, it's relational. They want to know about you. So I think that's one side of it where it's just very sterile. And I mm-hmm. think people just unfollow that. Um, the other side of it, people are posting way too much about their personal life or about like, mm-hmm. you know, whining about a deal gone bad or nobody cares. Nobody cares that you had a tough <laughs> deal. Like nobody cares. If you're educating somebody with what happened, that's great, but nobody cares. And 
if you're really putting out a bunch of stuff out there about something that's going on in your personal life or how you're partying somewhere, unless all of your clients are professional athletes who are also partying with you and that's mm -hmm. your clientele, great, post that. If mm -hmm. that's what you want to do, fine. Mm -hmm. But unless you want to be selling to that, like your friend's mom is not going to buy with you because they saw you doing playing beer pong last night, not, yeah. do, not putting your contract in. So I think you have to be really careful when you're in our industry. Like you have to walk that line of being authentic, showing who you are as a person and a human, but also not showing the sides of yourself that really are truly not professional. Like you're, you don't get, you don't get to have like a personal Instagram anymore. That's what I tell my team. It's, that's a great point. And I think that's so true. I think there was a time where it's like, well, if you worked in the government or, you know, some, you know, something to that level, it's like, you know, you can't be on social, but like, even to this day, like on my personal page, I don't, me personally, I don't even like have like my drink in the picture. If like I'm on my girl's beach trip. Cause, and I tell my friends not even to tag me on those pictures, you know, if it's getting like my crazy right. ones, right. When I'm getting like, ah, all crazy. But like, it's, you have to be super cautious you about have to, those things. And, and it has to be like part of your, it's, it's all part of who people perceive you to be. So like for me in our, in our industry, like we have drinks and champagne yeah, in like our course. branding shots because it's a lifestyle we're selling and that is on brand. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a keg stand. That's not on brand. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. just knowing what your brand is and putting it out there, it's fine. Like I had one guy that's like, I want to sell every kid in Fed Hill their first house and teach them that it's cheaper to buy them rent and do first time home buyer seminars at, you know, Monday night football bars. Mm -hmm. Great post as much beer pong as you want. But I promise you, if you want to sell their mom a house, she's not going to, she's not going to do that with right. you. So right. if, if you want to limp, if you want to put your audience into a certain category, that's fine. Like niche it out. That's great. But just know what it is. And you can't, you can't have it both ways. Exactly. Well, cause we're all being judged, right? I mean, from afar we yeah. are, it's just what happens. And then one more question from me. Um, so what would you like to see more of in your industry? So we know what you don't want to see, but like, what would you like to see more of from like, like a team standpoint from your industry as a whole. Yeah. I love when people are really real with what's going on and, and kind of showing more behind the scenes. It's really easy. And we're all, I, I'm just as guilty of this. It's really easy to post branding shots and professional photos of houses. That's what we have. Our photographer literally delivers that to our inbox. So it's easy to just post up pretty pictures of pretty houses, pretty people. And people love it. Like it's the easiest thing to post. It gets engagement. But it doesn't really tell the whole story of our value. You know, I think that's where people get the perception that this is sell selling sunset and we just open doors and drive around in fancy cars and wear high heels. Like, they don't see us wading through a septic field wondering why it failed, in right? The fancy heels. Right, in the like, fancy heels. Right. Like, and, and that's not really that – nobody really wants to see that either. Yeah. So it's a fine line of, like, showing people what they want but also educating people on there's way more to this that you're you're not seeing. And we all try to do it, but – Honestly, when you're wading through a septic field in your heels, you're thinking more about how you're ruining your heels rather than like, I should post a video <laughs> of this. <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to see more behind the scenes, more like what actually goes into each transaction. I think it's like hard to tell. And like a lot of times the information sensitive, the people involved, you, you can't necessarily talk about it. So that's probably why you only see the closing table and the keys and the champagne and the cheers and you don't always see all the drama that led up to that. But I think that's a necessity though, for yeah. sure. Like to see like everything that you do and like why you're worth it and like why you're worth the commission percentage on yep. X, Y, and Z house, right? Um, so I think I have one last question and then we can like yeah. wrap it up. Yeah. Um, so the last question I have 
like you are very you are a unicorn kelly and i i've dealt with a lot of realtors in my day <laughs> yeah um and y'all wait till you see your picture she's gorgeous too but like it's just listening to you talk like you do have a different background but i think it goes to show that you really can take like the sales and marketing perspective and kind of put it to any industry realistically absolutely so if you were to because we get people all over the gamut listening to this podcast um what would you tell a new entrepreneur if you could tell them like one thing? I would say hmm, one thing or five. I don't care. We've got time. <laughs> I really think the two things that were probably guiding principles that took me a little while to boil down, but I could probably say now are figure out who your ideal client is. And what I mean by that, because everybody says that who do you like working with? Like mm -hmm. if you think about your past transactions or your past clients or your past, whatever industry you're in, who were your favorite people to serve and to work with? And then speak to them. Like all of my social media speaks to who I like working with. I love working with other like badass women who are moms and trying to figure it all out. And we'll also have a glass of wine and are mm -hmm. cool and like, like pretty houses. So I, I talk to them. That's who I want to work with. Right. Mm -hmm. I also want to work with like their husbands and their boyfriends and their kids and whoever, yeah. <laughs> like that's who I want to work with. So that's who I talk to. Um, and I think it took me a long time to figure that out, that speaking to them doesn't mean that somebody who isn't them is, is that's not going to like deter somebody else from reaching out to me. Mm -hmm. It's just, I'm going to get more of them to connect with me. And if you can figure that out early on, you're going to get so many more people who like you and want to work with you and who are aligned with you. And you're not spending your energy trying to be somebody for the people who aren't your people. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, I have one more question. And just because like we're like naturally like entrepreneurs here, mm -hmm. like, you know, I know that we, we're, we're always talking about business ideas like all the time. Um but so if you could, if you could just hang the hat for the realtor thing, you know, if you're like, you did all your shit, you like, sold all the houses, sold all the houses. <laughs> she's good. She's like, you know, bye, peace. What business would you start tomorrow? Like if, if you could, oh. if like, no, no quorums about like, if it could happen, like, you know, it's going to be successful. Like you could just like print money. We always talk about printing money. Print like money. what would it be? The weird thing is like <clears throat> this might not even sound real, but I really, I would hate not selling houses. I love yeah. it. I really just love it. It's so fun. There's so, there's something new every single day. Um, but realistically, if that wasn't an option, I think I would be like a serial entrepreneur. I loved starting the company. The, the first year was mm -hmm. so hard and so crazy, but I think I would do that or like almost do that on a consultant level. Like I would love to go in, we've talked about this, mm -hmm. but go in and be like, okay, you guys need a revamp. It's not just your marketing. It's you don't have a budget. You don't have a plan. You don't mm -hmm. have a vision. Like I'd like to go in and like, you know, that guy restaurant impossible. Yeah. I want to be that for like businesses. Yeah. Like business impossible. Yeah. Like a blonde Bethany Frankel. Yes. Yeah. And I would like go in yeah. and I would like fix up all their stuff. Yeah. And then they would be profitable. Right. And I would like leave. Yeah. And then you get on TikTok and talk about it and yeah. do makeup tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> No, I love that. Yeah. No, you do. I mean, you and I always talk, you know, about things, about ideas. And I, I think when you're like that, I think you're just always going to be yeah. like that. But I think the great thing, too, about real estate, which you do now, is like, do it forever. I mean, there's never. No, so there's I no, know this woman. And you can control. And as you as you get older, or you can control your days. You can how much you want to work. Yeah, like right now you're in the grind. But, and, you know. I'm do, and I love it. <clears throat> but yeah. like, I know this woman, she was doing it for her whole life. And 
her son started referring me stuff. I'm like, what about your mom? Mm-hmm. He's like, she doesn't want my referrals. I'm like, really? He's like, no. She makes six figures a year selling like 10 houses to her besties and like lives yeah. her best life. She's like 75. I'm like, yep, sign me up for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to quit my girl marketing and go work for Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> I've been it. recruiting yeah. you this whole time. <laughs> I, know. I actually said to my husband one time, I was like, you know, I was like, so I have an idea. He's like, oh, Jesus. Because I always, I have like he's 20 like, of them. He's, like, he's like, hold on. He's like, you have like a thousand. I was like, so I think I'm going to get, I was talking to Kelly and this was like a year ago. I was like, I think I'm going to go get my real estate license. He's like, um, I, I do support you. You know, I always support you. He goes, but when are you going to do that? He goes, because you have these other him. four things, you know, that you're like, want to do, you know, so I'm just wondering what you do. I was like, I don't know. I'll fit it in. I was like, it, it's like on my list. I'm like, might just do it. And then I was like, I can sell like a house or two or three or four here. And like, it can't be that big of a deal. He's like, you're nuts. I go, I know. That's why you married me. Um, But lastly, and then we can wrap it up. So is there a question that you thought or wanted us to ask that we didn't? Hmm. Or you wish we would have asked? <clears throat> now that I can think of. I forget what all the questions were. I, I know, like right? It just kind of like ran through. Yeah. Well, I I think this was great. Oh, I know what we need to say to you. Um, so tell the listeners where they can find you. Mm. Okay. So you can find me at Sold by Kelly Shewitt on Instagram. Or our team is the W Home Group on Instagram. Those are probably the best ways to find us. And then we have a link tree and all that good stuff on there. Yeah, guys, if you're in Maryland and you're like selling your home, looking to buy a home like this, she's not just a friend of mine, but like, honestly, the group is amazing. They have work ethics. They have integrity. They're truly there for you to be a part of the process. Um, I love them. I, they, she went in there and completely rocked this, this world and made this business everything it needs to be. And it's not just about the process of buying or selling your home, but to be a part of your family during the process and really to be there for you emotionally to answer your questions. Like we're in such a very unique um, market right now where things are completely evolving and always going to change. So to have somebody who's smart, who's an expert, who's really going to be there and be honest with you during this process, the W Home Group is the group to pick. (laughs) Thanks. And yeah, if you guys, I mean, feel free to reach out to me anytime. I love talking real estate, obviously, but I also love talking advertising. So especially social media, like look at my page. If you have questions about it, if you want to know, hey, do I like whatever you're doing on yours? I love talking about all that. It's so fun. That's yeah. how we build our business. So yeah, she's Reach advertising out. marketer. I love it. At heart. I she am. can't get away from it. I can't because you can apply it to anything. We just <laughs> well, apply it to real estate. You can. You yeah. can apply it to everything. Well, thank you, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, do you want to say something? <laughs> do you want the microphone? God. <laughs> Um, Tom's going to be like, I deleted the whole podcast. Yeah, the whole podcast. I deleted that whole horrible. podcast because it was terrible. I know. So if y'all can't tell, Nicole and I need to get our shit together and get like a three mic doc. We only have two mics, so we're like sharing a mic. It worked out. That's why we have it so we can edit. I, I know. You guys are great. And I mean, the thing is, is like anyone that listens to this knows that both Nicole and I like to talk. So we're literally fighting over our microphone, which is great. <laughs> Um, but no, I just wanted to say thank you and, you know, definitely take some time and reach out to Kelly. She's a great resource. And until next time, stay mad about marketing.